this thing. No title again. Is it rolling, Bob? system thank you <laughs> uh, what's so nice is being able to see you know on the screen I mean if I'm I could be looking at my iPod but um, or my iPhone but no it's here up on the screen it's digital so of course you know who it is and what album it's from and so on yeah 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 got it all done today Got a call yesterday from Ray of Ray's Audio, Ray's Car Audio, sorry. Highly recommended. Uh, nice guy, very nice guy. 30 years in the business. Um, Ray called me. The speaker was in from the United States, the one that had to be specially ordered, the GM speaker that fits in the door on the left side. So now I can hear <laughs> from uh, both sides. I get actual stereo now. <laughs> It was um, a month or two with just one speaker, and it was not really enjoyable, especially given I love the music so much. Um, but, um, yeah, so it got installed today. He called me yesterday. We made an appointment for 11 o'clock this morning, and uh, bam, straight to it, and uh, it's all done. I'm just learning about the little pamphlet here with the, just the minimal of instructions. Um on how to change things. And the first thing I had to do was change the color. I couldn't read the blue. It was sort of a blue. And I was very happy to see that there's, if you press the, you know, control knob a number of times, you'll eventually, um, and turn the dial, you'll eventually get to color. What do you have to do? You got to do press the control knob, then get function, then get display, then get color select, and then go to all zone or whatever you want. And uh, I found myself kind of a, a green color that I can actually read. I couldn't, I was hoping for a bright yellow. They do have orange, uh, but this is sort of a yellowish green and I can read it. The blue is just, uh, no, it's not working. Especially with the glasses I'm wearing, they're tinted and, you know, whatever. Maybe when I have my new eyes... Uh, that won't be so much of an issue, but it is right now. And anyway, we did that. That's all I had to figure out. Um, and of course, you know, pair it up, Bluetooth and so on. So, oh, it's, yeah, I'm just so happy about this. Um, it was money. There's a hole in the bank account now, but uh, it got done and it needed to be done. Unlike our house, like, you know, when we sell our house, I know a real estate agent would come in and say, oh my God. You got to do this, you know, the kitchen, complete revamp. They, you know, there's so much. I'm sure that it'd be a minimum, you know, the sliding doors out to your patio, which we have to fight with now. Minimum thirty, maybe $40,000. But more than the money, which would get back, the headache of having to deal with contractors and living somewhere else while people are doing this. And to me, when we do sell the house, which may be sooner than I want, but I don't know. Um... 
it will just be, no, it's as is. The price is reduced already. You know, won't be, but we'll say that. So that you can have the house redone the way you want before you move in. Makes much more sense for everybody involved. Because no matter what we would do to the kitchen, somebody would come in and say, oh, I don't like that. Oh, i got to change that. You know, so no. We're going to just, no, this is it. This is it. You you fix this beauty up the way you want. And I'm telling you, it is location, location, location. Anybody who's been to my house knows, oh my God, aren't you lucky. Wow. Backing onto a park and a row of these beautiful weeping willow trees that I'm staring at right now here at uh, Thompson. Bluffers Park on uh, Friday afternoon, about uh, not quite two in the afternoon, uh, June the, come on, June the what, the 21st. Next weekend at this time, I'll be uh, either on my way, no, yeah, I might even be in Anthony's driveway in Hamilton. I'm sorry to hear the uh, there's no Thursday night gathering. I'd, I'd sort of put myself down for that. I was going to leave on the Thursday, thinking uh, there'd be other people in town wanting to go out somewhere, but uh, apparently not. Anthony didn't get any responses, and I'm fine driving on the Friday. It'll be Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday after breakfast. Whoa! i got to head up to Barry to uh, meet my Kamajo teachers, the lovely A.G. and uh, Mayumi, and uh, the new teacher. So it's going to be an exciting time up ahead. And, and what my neurologist said, I'm, I'm squeezing everything in here all at once. It's just coming out because I've held back for a week, you know. Um, I've got to uh, keep myself active, you know, be, be social, get out there, do things, you know. Do not let this uh, neuropathy hold you back. So uh, that's it. Now we've got a little Dylan here. Now what's the deal of uh, fast-forwarding? Can I fast-forward using these buttons no, I think it might be, um, let's try. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. You want the flight of the bumblebee? <laughs> I remember this when it came out. Well, maybe not when it came out. Maybe it's older than that. But I, when it was a, when it made the hit parade, I think, at one point. I could keep doing this, but let's uh, let's fast forward past that one too. Oh, I think we're into some Gilbert and Sullivan now. Yeah. So, uh, oh no, we're onto the classical music. Oh, nice waltz here. Okay, I know, I know, this will be boring if Ken just keeps hitting this and saying, "Look what I got! Look what I got! Look at my new toy! Look at my new toy! Listen to it! Listen to it!" Uh, <laughs> well, I am happy. Little things, I told you. You know that already. I'm a simple-minded creature. That's what past girlfriends have told me that, including my present-day wife. Uh, know that I'm quite simple-minded, and, and many of them have been somewhat envious. They maybe don't want to be quite as stupid as I am, but they're sort of envious of how I seem to enjoy life so much more than, I would say, almost all my Girlfriends. I mean, Judy might have been the exception, the masseuse. She, I think she got a lot of pleasure out of, uh, out of life. It certainly gave a lot of pleasure. But uh, anyway, let's leave that aside. Oh boy, is the mind ever wandering today. Holy moly, we're going full tilt. It's just the excitement. It's just this new toy rush, right? So uh, anyway, uh, where were we? we? Wherever we want to be, that's where we are. As we always are on the Dixon Chains podcast. Where are we? Well, we're right here, right now. 
And uh, it just happens to be on a slightly overcast day here in uh, Bluffers Park. And I'm parked in Sal, of course. That's why you heard the big bell. Let's let's change that. Let's get back on the sub. See what else. We see where shuffle takes us. Hope it's still on shuffle. It seems to be doing a lot of classical stuff. I don't. That's not. Maybe the shuffle is off. Oh no, this is not shuffle by any means. This is not classical by any means. And it says so right on the screen. Dum dum. That's from the Let's Dance 100 songs on the Let's Dance uh, CD. Oh, sweet. Oh, boy. I'm sure like that. Now, ants got into my road trek when I was parked at a camp. I saw them on the door. And here and there, I'm feeling we've seen these tiny little ants, and they're a distinct species, and I just don't like them. I'll kill everyone I find, right? because you just don't want those things getting into things and making a mess. But uh, anyway, I, I guess I should stop here, because I'm just going to blab on, but uh, no, no, we're going to keep on going. I'll, I'll turn that down a little bit. I'll spare you having to... Uh, choose between the music and me, and I know, I know, most of you would choose the music, but uh, you don't get that choice. I got a new book from the library yesterday, and you've been, if you're a regular listener, or even if you're following behind, I know a few people have, that's okay, that's okay, dates don't matter on this thing. Um, I've been, uh, I've, I was very upset about a few things in the news, when am I not, when am I not, and... Um, the let's see where are we? We don't want road trek. We want the Dixon James thing. We want to go to number five nine five six. I believe this would be episode number nine five six of the Dixon James podcast. And um, I I got really the other day really really steamed up when I saw on the news, which is the thing that stirs me up the most. Uh, demonstrations. This turned turned out they were in Calgary. I thought that was Mississauga, but it could have been of a group of people who were of the Islamic faith marching, singing, chanting very loudly, leave our children alone. Now, people can say, well, what's wrong with that? Leave our children alone. Don't hurt our children. Well, you know that's only a um, uh, a sign for we don't like homos. We don't like perverts. We don't like anything that goes against the Quran. And uh, the right-wing Christians would be saying the same thing. So I'm not just singling out. It just happened to me. This is in Canada, in a march, in the streets, to get a lot of media attention, leave our children alone. In other words, don't bring anything into the school that has to do with non-traditional sex roles. You know, anything to do with, um, what do you call it, non-binary or trans individuals or gay rights or anything that progressive Canada has already stated, thank you, Pierre Trudeau, very clearly, this is the direction we are evolving into as a society. We are far better off than we were when I was in high school 60 years ago, as I told my good friend Amy yesterday, who is a trans individual. Shall I jump straight over to that? So anyway, I I was so angry. And I, I started my day really in my head swearing loudly at these people. 
and you know, you don't want to be doing that all the time, but you, that's my gut reaction. Hey, this sorry you think this way, or your religion tells you to think this way, but this is not the way a progressive, modern, 21st century society goes. You know, we are open to the the wonder of the human race and all its complexities and all its variations. Everyone is on a continuum. There's no on-off, black-white, good-bad. There's, there's just this range of things. But anyway, I sat there with Amy, and I think I told you on a podcast, the one from Mossport, when I was reading, sorry, a little wind coming up here, uh, when I was reading um, uh, Page Boy by Elliot Page, um, about the, the painfulness of her journey, and of course I had got into a little bit of the gummies and was quite high, and a, a passage in particular really hit home, and it made me say, I've got to meet up with my friend Amy, who I knew as a, as a, as a male in the past uh, quite well, and um, I, I was feeling a little uncomfortable about it, but reading this book made me realize, no, it's important to get past that and meet Amy, who I referred to when I gave her one of my books as my new friend, and Amy was okay with that. Amy was a very, very lovely lady. With uh, I commented on her appearance. She had beautiful skin color, darkish, lovely, beautiful, and of course, you know, this is something I recognize and appreciate. Uh, just, anyway, looked absolutely lovely. And it was a wonderful lunch together at Niji, and all that awkwardness that was in my head kind of disappeared the minute I saw her coming in the door, and we sat down together and had a very good talk. And I asked permission, Amy, is it all right if I talk about you on my podcast? I don't think Amy would listen, but if you are, Amy, shout out to you, hello, and thank you for helping me on my journey. Uh, the one thing message I wanted to get across to Amy, who has had some difficulties uh, as a teacher with students who knew her before and after. and um, But uh, Amy made clear that the problem is often less with the students and more with the parents. And that's the sadness of it, and that's why I'm talking, going full circle back to this people out in the streets demonstrating and, uh, you know, shouting, leave our children alone, as if... Anybody as kind as Amy would, would do anything harmful to children. No, Amy is just there to help and teach and is a very creative person and an artist in many ways. And uh, her students know that and appreciate that. So anyway, I'm just saying for me it was an important get-together and, and a time and helping me sort of get past any, you know, imaginary difficulties or, or you know, ooh, I worry a little bit about saying the wrong thing or whatever. But damn, there's another ant. No, go away, you little fuckers. Sorry. Um, some people shout squirrel. I shout ants. Where are you, you fuckers? No, there you are. Gah! Death. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I should... Oh no, I have to circle back to the whole point of this. The new book that I got from the library. I went in, I'm just about finished um, Gods and Demons, a story of a very interesting history of, um, from a journalist point of view, an Australian journalist, actually New Zealander, uh, about Bali and Indonesia and a lot of its history. And, and boy, it was hard hitting 
and very real and very brave of this woman. I mean, this was this is reporters in the old-fashioned sense of what a reporter does. They get at the truth. They be their objective, and they they don't hold back. And she dealt with very powerful people and took some very very chancy encounters in dangerous parts of uh, of uh, the islands. Uh, had a great deal of courage, and so I, I'm just delighted about that book. If anybody is ever interested, look it up. Um, Deborah Casrell, C-A-S-S-R-E-L-S, Gods and Demons, Behind the Tourist Veneer of Bali and Greater Indonesia, a foreign correspondence memoir, and a lot about the uh, the execution by firing squad of Australian drug smugglers who were caught. Now, they did have heroin, I believe, and oh, that's a near, that's a no-no. Um, but the the way of death, driving them, flying them by helicopter to this island where they had to wait until they were finally shackled to a post and uh, shot at by a firing squad, uh, giving them plenty of time. That's a car. Plenty of time to think about their uh, oncoming death. So she got to know these people very well and talked a lot about them and reported for the media. Australia was, of course, furious that they were going to kill these people after keeping them in jail for such a long time of, you know, worried about what was ahead. Anyway, um, that and then, of course, the uh, the bombings in Bali in 2002, I believe, the uh, uh, Islamic fundamentalists who uh, just decided, no, we're going to teach these people and, uh, you know, we don't care about the innocent people who were lost, except for the few Muslims. Anyway, I went looking and did not find anything suitable on Indonesian history because I wanted to read about the dictators Sukarno and Suharta, I think, or I'm not sure I got those right. But anyway, there's a lot more I would like to have learned about uh, Indonesia. But I wandered those shelves on history and uh, my country and so on, and then found a book called Lost History, The Enduring Legacy of Muslim Scientists, Muslim Scientists, Thinkers, and Artists, by Michael Hamilton Morgan, uh, with a foreword by His Majesty King Abdullah II of Jordan. Um, Wow. Like, that book called out to me. And I had it in my hands, and the inner voice, the one you have to learn to listen to, your own inner voice, I hope you've got it, I hope you're listening, because it's there to guide you. This one said, yes, Ken, that's exactly what you need now. Given, full circle again, boys and girls, if you're following at home, that anger I vented about those people of the Islamic faith not wanting their children to be taught things in the sex education, that was just far too threatening for them. Um... I realized I need to learn a lot more about Islam, and this is just the perfect one because it's talking about, and it's written just after 9-11, or sometime after, so it's not sort of paping over and saying, oh no, it's, you got it all wrong, it's all wonderful, but it's going at what did Islam teach the world, and it's just a tremendous education for me. I'm delighted to be reading about um, Muhammad, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and um, it, this is definitely a game changer. Each of the books I've talked about has been important to me. The Page Boy and then the uh, Brown Boy. Or no. Uh, Page. Yeah, Page Boy. Oh, Brown Boy. I forgot that connection. Uh, the other one from Sri Lanka. And uh, each of the, the books with a bit of history and biography and so on. This one is a gift. 
and it will definitely broaden my mind eliminate some barriers it's the same way people are learning more about uh, indi- in in indigenous 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 cultures here in Canada um, compared to what I learned in school which was how bad the Iroquois were um, you know basically not far from teaching about the native savages and I'm saying that because that was what was in the history books of the Protestant School Board of Greater Montreal I've mentioned that many times um, and having to learn oh wait a minute now there are other issues here uh, that you didn't know about for example the schools and the uh, the mass killings and the price on the on, a, on the head of the uh, Baotech people and so on, the horror inflicted on the people who were here first, First Nations people. Um, so again, read that, uh, the one Unbroken, which helped me uh, examine. And this book now is going to help me examine some of the prejudices I do hold inside of me against Islam as a whole. And it's going to help me see things with a little more information, a little, a little less biased viewpoint. So that's what I wanted to share with you. I'm already into it. I'm already really finding it interesting because it's history, too. You know, we're going back to that time. And uh, I look forward. It's a real thick, heavy duty. This is a textbook, but uh, it'll be a good one. Yeah, a good 300 pages here. So thank you very much, boys and girls. I'm going to, ooh, 21 minutes are overdue. Uh, but I needed to get that out. And uh, next time you hear from me, well, the next podcast will probably be from um, um, Hamilton, so we'll see what happens. Oh, tomorrow night, yeah, a big gathering at the, uh, big gathering, I don't know, at least four people, at the uh, Eaton House. Looking forward to that, too. Already got my lift booked with um, Allie from the last time, the woman who picked me up in the white Jeep. Yo! So I can drink to my heart's content. Scarborough Dude, signing out from... Uh, Thompson Park. Hey, let's let's come on. Let's change the music here. Pick it up a little, buddy. What happened to this thing? Come on. Rule Britannia. Oh no! Hallelujah. <laughs> Stones, of course, uh, an album I always liked. Um, of course, 
have it in vinyl. That's how I know the album. Had all the early Stones albums in the vinyl. But uh, anyway, that is now playing from my old <coughs> sorry iPod 3, I guess, on the Bluetooth here in Sal, <coughs> in my driveway. Uh, my voice might be a little rough today. It was um, a late night. Last night, as you would have heard, the lead-up to was the uh, little gathering at um, the Eaton House. Actually, it was a big gathering at the Eaton House. It was packed. It was full. All the tables full, which was great. Because the After 40 crowd got in, or there's a Life After 40 crowd who often use the Eaton House because they got a dance floor and a band. So it was full of ladies, mainly single, it would appear, older. We had a couple at our table, Sylvia and uh, Virginia, <coughs> because nobody else in, of all the invitees are invited. I don't know whether they got scared off by the uh, $10 cover for a band that, um, gotta say, it was not very good. Their, their sound was terrible. If you know, I don't know how good they were on instrumentation, but their sound was really bad. It was full drums, full on, and every one of us notice that something's wrong here it's not balanced at all but uh, anyway that didn't matter it was about enjoying the place and by then by the time the band started my gummy had kicked in i brought with me a couple of gummies these are the 25 percenters and i know enough to take half of one and half had me flying like really i get in a very happy space i may get a little silly I don't know what it's like to be around me when I'm like that, but I, I generally, I engage, I, I, I go deep. The conversation was with John and Lisa and Connie, our, our usual little foursome. And um, it was good to have some joking, some laughter, but some sincere exchanges, you know, as we do. That's why we get together, so we can talk openly and uh, trustingly to each other. Anyway, uh, so that was Saturday night at the Eaton House to see, uh, the band was called Lucky or Lucky 13, I don't know. Um, But we had a good table and we had a good time. And um, I talked to a lot of people about the sadness of the Eaton House. And I I was, I was on my game. I mean, I got it right. I knew, I knew what I was talking about. The loss was, was a serious loss. This is, these are places that are irreplaceable. A new building will go up, and you never, you don't get character in new buildings, and you can, people will buy stuff and, you know, put in your friggin' firkin' chain English pubs or whatever it's going to be. But the older places with character, and particularly the Eaton House, with a hotel above and a dance floor and a bandstand and uh, same characters all the time, and a couple of pool tables, and it's just a, a good place for people to come, not too expensive. And uh, very, very laid back. That place, there are fewer and fewer. I likened it uh, to a small town Canada. Every every place in Canada had a hotel and a bar that had something of this character. And I, I go back thinking to Prince George, but I, you can find that anywhere in Ontario. And, and once they're gone, they're gone. And uh, for some people, perhaps for some young people, yeah, so what? Who cares? It's like, who cares if there's no more independent books bookshops although i hear some are making a comeback but it's pretty tough business 
because um, it doesn't mean a whole lot to people. But I guess maybe of my generation, I think back to the bars we hung out in Vancouver, which have just got tougher and tougher and uh, rougher and rougher. And uh, eventually they get to the point where the building gets condemned. And that's what they want. That's what developers want. But this piece of land for the Eaton House was taken over by Metrolink, who that's for the Ontario line. And they just pick and choose what areas they want, where it's going to go through. And it, there's very little if any, public consultation on these things, which is tragic. And, um, you know, nobody there on these boards, you know, planning these important things for the citizens of Ontario would even think about the people who eat in houses like a lifeline. You know, these are people who are not wealthy and uh, don't have many options and would not fit in some of your modern yuppie style bars but anyway i'm uh, i'm glad we made it i'm glad uh, we got out there and i got my ride home with ally i talked about her before last time i went to the only and i got took a chance on this person i met online and sure enough she was there right on time picking me up in her big jeep i mean it's all i could do to hold myself up into it and uh, she asked if i wanted the top down i said sure it was a beautiful night and we just Screamed along in her big Jeep with the top down and the wind blowing and and had continued on our conversation that we started last time we got together. So this is this is kind of a thing. It's kind of good that uh, I have a place. I have my, sort of like my own personal Uber, but uh, outside the Uber Corporation. So anyway, uh, that made it easier. And of course, I got home. I was so wired I couldn't get to sleep. So I don't know what I was watching on TV, but... Uh, it was about 2 o'clock, so today there's a little bit low on energy. My poor wife has picked up a cold a couple of weeks ago and is still coughing. It's still run down from it. And uh, has missed work. and has gone back in, and she's not in good shape at all. I'm sorry to hear that, to see that, but uh, sometimes when uh, she's not well, it's best just to keep a little bit of a distance. Ah. <sighs> So, I thought I had a whole lot of things to say, but uh, it may be that I don't. Let me just check our notes here. For What episode is this, anyway? Is it uh, 656, maybe? I think that might be it, yeah. 656, I talked about some of that. Talked about Dead Wind. I'm on episode 3, or season 3 now, and it will finish. I'm going to miss it. As, uh... No, something we discovered last night that our little table of John, Connie, Lisa, and myself, all four of us have personally <laughs> met Margaret Atwood. My note taker said Margaret at work. No, Margaret Atwood. Um, that we had all had uh, had exchanges with her. You know, in fact, Lisa was sitting sort of beside her on a plane on the way uh, way back from either uh, Denmark or. Uh, London, not sure which, or maybe on her way too, but uh, anyway, yeah, so, uh, okay, all right, that's all, don't have any notes, don't have anything to say, I'm going to get back to my book, and uh, I guess I'm just going to lie here, or sit here, and front seat, feet, feet up, I did take a fall today, I, um, I was in the hall, heading out to the road track, 
and saw, oh, where'd my hat go? I hope I didn't lose my hat last night, my Beatles hat. And I saw it in the living room. And I had my big clumsy shoes on, but I didn't have my brace because I'm just going out to the road track. I don't wear my brace in the house or just uh, you're going a few steps. And was too lazy, foolishly, to take off my shoes and walked into the living room and just my foot did not lift. And I went flying. And just lucky for me, I missed the TV and I missed a very sharp cornered table. And I had no control. Like, I was going down, and you know it's like slow motion. But you're going down, somehow I was able to land on sort of maybe uh, arms, forearms, and knees. And uh, it took quite a while to get up. And, of course, my son was upstairs and heard it and came running down. Dad, what the hell are you doing? You know, use your cane. And scolded me, rightfully so, and I made excuses. Oh, I, I just tripped. No, I was just I was just going to get my hat, you know, but... The thing is, I wasn't, I clearly wasn't thinking about it, but every little thing I do, I have to be aware of now because it's so easy uh, to fall. In cases like that, I should have taken my shoes off. I should have either got my roller and rolled myself back into the living room or at least used a cane and gone very slowly. But instead, I've just, oh, there's the hat, bam, and out of control and down I went. Uh, very scary and scary the fact that this won't go away and will get worse. So I, I, I always have odd feeling. I, I am not looking for sympathy here. I'm just this is this is just a, a daily jur- or a weekly journal. I'm telling myself where I'm at uh, in in my own life, and uh, I just have to uh, do what I keep saying I'm going to do, and that is be extra careful. Not just be careful, be extra careful. So, uh, all right, we'll end on that note. Scarborough Dude signing off. We've got, uh, I think it's Madam George in the background. We used to love that one. It's not Madame George, it's Ballerina. From Astral Weeks, a classic. check into the uh, Cineplex Odeon here on, uh, well, I don't know, it's the Golden Mile area of uh, Scarborough, along Eglinton. I, I prefer this theatre to my local, uh, the closer one is the uh, Scarborough Town Centre. It always seems to be crowded, and uh, there's a slightly different crowd here. So I'm going to see Oppenheimer. I want to see Barbie, but I think my wife might enjoy it too. Uh, she is still fighting this terrible cold or cough. 
So she's not up for any movies, and uh, she's too tired at the end of the working day. So we'll just kind of park that one. It'll be around for a while. And for sure, she would not want to sit through a three-hour Oppenheimer. Oh, there's parking over there, too. I'm just looking at the parking. I'm in a handicapped parking spot, and I didn't realize they have other ones. But the one I'm in is perfect, so we're just fine with that. Um, I'm only doing this now. I'm not. This is only going to be a short clip. Just to express once again my anxiety about doing something new. First time to go to the theater pushing a four-wheeler. And it means... I can't go up the stairs. I remember last time, and I might, I might have even mentioned it in a podcast. I went up with my cane, and I was really scared to come down. Like, I just, there was nothing to hold on to or whatever was that first step, and it was really frightening. So today I'm going to try it without stairs, but that means, oh, shit, you know, how close am I going to be to the fucking screen for a giant fucking three-hour movie? This This could be shit. So I don't know. I'm. Uh, I've. Uh, it's the first time, but I figure I, I better get out there and do it. So I'm going to give a report when it's all over. But for now, I'm just uh, saying, hey, here I am, ready for uh, a good film. I'm not going to get high. I don't need that added, you know, uh, excitement. You know, I'm just going to go in now, talk to them about my ticket. I tried to go online, it seemed, and I was going to book online, but you had to sort of pick your seat, and, and I wanted to uh, give myself some choice, and it seemed there were just charges being added, no matter what, even though I'll use my SIM card for a discount, it seems other charges are being put in there, so, alright, so that's it, this is just a, an introduction, I'll be back real soon uh, at the end of the movie, uh, bye for now. My God. <sighs> well, I've just told you about Oppenheimer and <laughs> my whole experience, and I just don't fucking want to go through it again. I forgot to push the record button, or I pushed it twice, or whatever. But I missed. Uh, I missed. Uh, I misrecorded, or no, I just didn't record it. I just didn't record. Ah. <sighs> Honestly, that is so frustrating. I mean, it wasn't a long rant. Um, I talked... <laughs> here's the recap. I talked about the frustrations of um, sitting in the handicap section because you're so damn close to the screen. Your, your head's going up. You can't see the outer images, edges of the film because you're so damn close. Um, but once the film started, I was so lost in the film, it didn't bother me at all. And I found the seats comfortable, and I really liked the fact that I had extra leg room. Okay? Um, so there you go. That's what I've got to say about my experience at the film. I, um, I did go, in the recording that didn't get recorded, uh, talked about how I needed help to get into the theater. Like, it was dark when I got in they were running ads and games and stuff and I couldn't see and my glasses were still in dark mode from driving and I went out and asked somebody to uh, to help me because I didn't know where I was going whether it was going to be steps that it was on a ramp and I, I just couldn't see and I uh, I had the reaction you know that I did hey I need help and they were a little less, than, you know, helpful. She said, "Oh, well, you, you know, first of all, just it's in there." And I went back and said, "I can't see." Oh, it said, "Is the movie already started?" No, no, they're just showing ads. So, 
she kind of led me in, and then I showed her my ticket. She says, "Oh, you're not, you're not here. You're, you're in that other door." And I wouldn't have known that had, you know, I guess I couldn't have got access to my seat. I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't come and asked for help. Anyway, so I come out and I think, oh, so I'm in the wrong theater? No, no, it's over. you got to go in this door. Uh, so she was a little less than helpful, but did get me to my seat at my insistence. I'm sorry if I'm shouting. Um, it just... Things are different. I am learning as, you know, these are new experiences for me, adjusting to things I can't do the way I used to. Um, I did say when I talked about the film, which I, I highly recommend, that I think I enjoyed it even more um, because it was only two weeks ago when I read Road to Surrender, Three Men and the Countdown to the End of World War II by Evan Thomas. I mentioned that book um, and so I really was very familiar with Oppenheimer and his, uh, his role. And, but not all the issues that followed afterwards. This was sort of up to the decision to drop the bomb. Um, so it, it was a very, very good background material, which I think enriched the experience for me somewhat. And uh, anyway, I'm, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I took on that new challenge. Um, as much as I fussed in the beginning what shitty seats they were and even posted that, um, I found that once I had adjusted, it, it was fine sitting there. And so that won't be a problem for me in future, booking one of the handicapped seats. And there was a space right beside where I could put my uh, rollator. A little music, maybe? Grab your gal and pat her on the head If she don't like biscuits, feed her cornbread The girls on the big creek about half grown They jump on a man like a dog on a bone She'd stay all night, stay a little longer Dance all night, dance a little longer Pull off the coat, throw it in the corner Don't see why you don't stay a little longer I love that. I just just love that kind of music. Sort of like hoedown music, bluegrass, country. Um, anyway, uh, more developments about MMPR, which I'm heading to on Friday. I've got to buy, uh, stock up my beer and wine supply tomorrow, so I'll have stuff on hand. And uh, then Anthony published a schedule today, and uh, Brent's decided he's not coming for uh, for very solid reasons. So, my buddy, the guy I would have done a gappage episode with, uh, will not be there, which is very unfortunate. And then uh, followed by John Meadows, who is not coming, and Rob Lee will not be joining us. So, um, it's going to be a pretty small group. I've um, mentioned this before, and I think maybe uh, this could mark the end of the whole little experiment. We'll see what Anthony has to say about that. It'll be his decision. Of course, uh, a fair amount of work for him just trying to organize and book places. And uh, Although he's certainly got it down to an art, we're going to some of the same places we did last year. So it's going to be different. It's going to be different, and uh, I'm kind of a little bit sad that I'm the only one who's going to get high. Uh, nobody else does that kind of stuff. Gosh, it makes me feel like, is this really my group? 
Anyway, um, I don't really have anything else to say today. So uh, tomorrow I gotta, like I say, stock up and get some snacks, and uh, that'll be uh, that'll be it for now. I'll get back to you later when I actually have something to say. That'll be tomorrow. Scarborough Dude signing off for now with whatever is in the background. Boy, oh boy, I don't know what that is. I could tell you because it's written up on the screen. That's from a CD I bought quite a while ago, only for one song called Leaves of Life. And this is by Fern Knight, Our Mountain, The Mother. It's uh, real hippy-dippy stuff, but kind of cool. Something you will not have heard on this podcast before. And that's why I love my... uh, (laughs) Using my iPhone on shuffle. Okay, if I added up the uh, the times of the uh, previous clips correctly, that would leave us with about 15 minutes to finish this off, if I stick to my 60-minute limit. So here I am at uh, Thompson Park on Thursday, July 27th. It was voting day, <clears throat> if you lived in uh, Scarborough Guildwood, which I do. Uh, and I voted, went to my school. And, uh, of course, it's my civic duty. Uh, Not many people there, but they said there was enough. But here's the thing. There were at least 16 paid employees there all day today at this school, local public school. Cedarbrook Jr., if you need the details. And um, they'll be there, you know, being paid a shift basically from 9 to 9 And that's an expense, and that's just one of the voting stations in this area. There was also early voting stations uh, throughout the uh, course of this election. And this election, of course, if you need reminding, which if you don't live here, you probably do, is because our local member of parliament, uh, provincial parliament, that's MPP, um, gave up her seat so she could run to be the mayor of Toronto, and I she didn't have a chance. But I think she, I don't know why she would do that, to give up a, a good job and, you know, decent reputation. Uh, Mitzi Hunter. Anyway, gave it up. And um, so she's out. She doesn't have a job, and somebody else is coming in. We'll know by tomorrow or late tonight uh, who's going to replace her. Uh, and it's it's small but it's important this is these are the people who you know try to get money for all the things that toronto needs um representing this area this riding uh and we've got trouble with you know i mean so many things that need a lot of money and need cooperation well the person who is probably has the lead in the campaign maybe i've mentioned gary crawford is uh running for the conservative party and i would vote anything but and i've told that to people people who phoned people have left literature 
So I had to choose between liberal uh, and um, NDP. Um, Green, I don't even know who was running for Green. And then there were about nine uh, independents who, you know, wanted sex education out of schools and all those other fringe candidates, the idiots. Um, now, NDP... I don't know why I'm telling you this. Maybe I'm telling me, like anything else in the Dixon Jane's podcast. They had the best campaign literature. And basically, it was an attack on Ford. He does not need another member. The liberals aren't, don't even have official opposition. They don't have a leader of, in the provincially, properly. And they are the official opposition. They have enough seats. So that finally swung my vote over to them. And so hats off to the NDP for putting on a good campaign. Both, I think, were equally unqualified. In terms of experience, political experience, the NDP and the Liberal candidates, both sort of new to the game. But it was the the, the literature, the follow-ups, the extra mailings, uh, and, and in the end, more signs, so clearly more of a, a budget behind them, which helps get th- gets get things done. So anyway, I did my duty and uh, told you who I voted for, NDP. And I, I really hope they win, but I'm afraid Gary Crawford, out of apathy, will just walk away with it because he's, he's the name everybody knows. Oh yeah, he's been serving, he was a trustee, uh, city councillor, he, he was sort of done it all. And he's one of these guys who's a bean counter who will cut programs to save money. And uh, I'm not happy about that at all. So hope he loses, even though I've met the man personally, nice guy. But uh, no, not my politics. All right, moving on. You didn't need to know that. I needed to share that. God damn it, eh? Um, The thing I really wanted to get at was I was so friendly when I went in there. I had... Something to say to <laughs> at least half a dozen people in there. The people outside the door told them I got lost, didn't follow the signs. Oh dear, you know. Went in, chatted with a young lady who wanted to see my ID, and I said, Do I really have to show it to you? Because I'm going to have to show it to them too. And I had friendly banter with, you know, six people sitting there, no customers. I was the only one. So, oh, I'm going to pick this table. You guys smile the biggest. You know, silly little things, but showing I'm a friendly man. And I'm bringing a little light into the place. Now, some of you might question that, uh, but it is better than darkness. It is better than being miserable. I, you know, I, I did say I was a little disappointed at our low uh, voter turnout. I did not get into the politics of it. If, if what's-his-name, our former mayor, John Tory, if he had not had that affair or let it come out that he was having an affair with a staffer, we wouldn't be having an election and all this cost. He <laughs> should be held responsible. He's the one that triggered the election. But uh, anyway, uh, but I guess the thing is, I went in and out, and just within those, you know, less than 10 minutes the whole time to vote, to, you know, check in maybe five minutes um i spread a little happiness because i was happy i shared happiness and i'm glad about that so even though sometimes i don't know if it sound what it sounds like in terms of where i'm at i'm a pretty happy camper overall and and i do make a point of of having exchange now yesterday i was a little snarly with the (laughs) the young lady leading me into the theater and not doing a very good job just wanted to abandon me in the dark uh, and then taking me in the wrong door and uh, so on. But anyway, that, <laughs> so I'll, I'll be nasty when I have to. I don't think, I mean, I'm trying to. I'm going to say this right here now. Um, 
I am disappointed. Bryant's not coming now, and uh, Robert Lee is not coming. And there's a, there's a real small core only attending, but we will make the best of it, and it will be a good time. So that, that aside, I post little things. It's a group tweet, you know, a private tweet for just members of this uh, um, MMPR. And I post things, and I don't get any reaction. And I think it's either it's not seen as funny, but I have the feeling, yeah, yeah, I don't want to go there. I don't know. Uh, maybe people are just, maybe I rub people the wrong way sometimes. I'm just not sure. Uh, and that's quite possible. And I understand that because I will, you know, if I'm not getting attention, I'll make a fuss. I'll put myself out there. I'll, I'll get attention. So, and I think that's that would be the thing. And I, and I could understand that very well. You know, hey, this guy, what's he, he needs more airtime. Doesn't he get enough already? He's got his own damn show. Um, but I thought I posted something which I thought was quite funny. It was a still photo from a, a very good Japanese movie. Uh, it was an excellent from a, a story called The Key by is it Tanazaki. I can't remember the name. Anyway, an old Japanese story about uh, a husband who's losing his potency. And so he's trying to encourage a younger doctor to have an affairs with his wife. And it's really quite erotic in a, in a Japanese sort of subdued way. Um, and it's it's very quiet. It's a very it was a good movie. I, I love Japanese films are overall not not necessarily samurai warrior films, but uh, a lot of the others. And this was well done. The classic on uh, Turner Classic Movies. Um, anyway, I posted a still, and the caption was perfect because it showed three people sitting at a table, Japanese style, on the floor, very silent. You could tell nobody was saying anything hardly. It was very. Uh, uh, kind of an uptight, a stressful situation involved the young doctor, the wife who was quite beautiful and the daughter, and the wife was more, uh, the wife of the older man was more beautiful than her own daughter, and the daughter knew it, so there was a lot of bitterness going on, there was an undercurrent that was just nasty Um, and the doctor, of course was quite excited about having the affair with her mother, but not the daughter that he was supposed to be marrying Uh, anyway (laughs) <laughs> the tweet, the caption I caught said, what is this party for? And I that was a perfect thing to put on the group tweet. You know, what is this party for? Like, what, what are we, what's the real reason we're gathering in Kingston? Is it really for people to do live shows? Yeah, that's part of it, but it, only it's, it's an excuse to get together. Yeah, is there something else? Is there something else? What is this party for? You know, and I used to link it to uh, Pab. This is the the new you know reincarnation of Pab, which died uh, that Mark and Bob run. But it's not, and never has been. in Anthony, Anthony, Anthony never <laughs> intended it to be that. So uh, it's 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 uh, its own thing. And hats off to Anthony uh, for organizing this, for putting it together, for making all the calls. He's probably hosting a party in his backyard again, I guess. That's, that's what we've done in the past. Yes. Um, and, uh, I think there will be beer. My favorite time is at the one Duke sitting on the patio, drinking beer out of cans. I, that's, that's the highlight for me. Um, but, um, there will be no gappage because Brent will not be there. And I don't do Dixon jeans, sort of in front of an audience. I, I think I've tried in the past, maybe when we did shows at the uh, 
uh, the Imperial Pub. I might have tried one or two, but uh, that's generally not the way I go. Normally, it's when I'm on my own and I'm reflecting to what just happened or whatever, sharing private thoughts, which I know will be public uh, when I'm done. So, all right, we're done. Got five minutes left or less than that. But anyway, I'm sitting by the water. It's um, clouded over a little bit, which is nice because it was too hot in the bright sunshine. I uh, stocked up on some liquor. Ooh, oh, okay, one more story. Today on the news, and it was yesterday's news too, a police dog, a beloved police dog. These are the German shepherds that are very well trained, that help the police force, and they are adopted by an officer. They live with them. The relationship is very close. And uh, this dog was shot. I'm laughing. I'm not laughing. My God. This dog was shot yesterday and killed by somebody who was uh, the police were looking for on the on a, you know, secondary murder charge or something or other. Anyway, the dog was the first one into his yard. I believe that's how the story went. Uh, and he was shot dead on the spot. Well, you can imagine uh, how that police officer... I mean, if I lost my cat, Yuki, I, I'm, I am devastated, you know. But for the dog that has just been so faithful and helped them so much, I mean, these are pretty fine, refined uh, working animals... Uh, for that dog to be shot in front of the officers is, is pretty damn awful. So today there was a funeral and the public was invited to pay their respects. But I'm mentioning this because I am sure there's going to be a backlash, or there will, will have been, and hopefully I won't see it, from people who say, oh, that for a dog, what about all the people who are hungry and homeless and all the other things? And it's not to say those aren't important, but what I'm getting at, is a number of people who won't treat this as a separate thing. They'll try and equate it to something else. Yeah, so what? All that attention, all that money spent on a stupid dog. Well, not a stupid dog. A very smart dog. very clever dog. I'm just saying people will look for things to to twist a story to suit their own narrative. There's That's what I'm saying, all right? Twisted Narratives. That would be a good title for this podcast, I think. Twisted Narratives. Hang on, I'll make a note of that. Here, I'll dictate it. It's easier. Uh... Turn twisted narratives. Okay, we're done. Oop, oop, it's still writing. Um, so, boys and girls, there you go. Tomorrow I will be on my way. I bought my beer and wine and uh, stuff. I probably got to get some snacks so when I wake up early in Anthony's driveway and uh, nobody's around and I can't go ringing their doorbell, I better have something in the van to feed myself with before we. Uh, we head out for lunch or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to take care of a couple of breakfasts there. All right, Scarborough dude, that's probably enough. Maybe I don't know if if we have extra time, I'll fit in a song. I'm still really, really happy uh, that I've got that radio fixed in the uh, the road trick. It uh, it was a good and necessary investment. Scarborough dude, signing off from uh, the shores of Lake Ontario. And uh, some of you, looking forward to seeing uh, the virtual youper. Yeah, he's on his way. He's tweeting about it. He's podcasting. He's uh, he's just passed through Sault Ste. Marie. He left there. He was there last night. Dave posted. He's gone. And uh, we'll see. We'll be seeing him tomorrow. Bye for now. Scarborough Dude signing out. Bing bong.